Well, I get the great pleasure of introducing our guest speaker. He really needs no introduction. I had one time I used that line because the guest speaker wasn't there. I said, well, the guest speaker needs no introduction because he's not here. But today he is here, and I'm real uh, pleased to uh, welcome Jeff up here to the pulpit. Uh, he says he's not giving a sermon, but I looked it up in the dictionary, and he is giving a sermon. So, uh, so Jeff, come and lead us in the Word. Well, we could call it a sermon, but I am no preacher. There's good news and bad news, and the good news is that Rich and uh, Shelly get to take a, a trip and a needed break, and so that's wonderful. Uh, unfortunately, I am the bad news. We, uh, I am, you know, we're, we're here, we're going we're gonna to read through Philippians 4, and then we're going to focus on a, a segment of that to try to just get our hearts and our minds right as we get into the Thanksgiving season. Um, and obviously my prayer is that you hear the message and, and certainly not the messenger. Um, so let's read through Philippians 4 and then we'll get started. Therefore, my brothers, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, this is how you should stand firm in the Lord, dear friends. I plead with Judea and I plead with Syntyche, to agree with each other in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, uh, loyal yoke fellow, help these women who have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, Give thanksgiving. Present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned, but have had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know that it is <clears throat> I know that what it is I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in every in any and every situation. Whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as, a, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid again and again when I was in need. Not that I am looking for a gift, but I am looking for what may be credited to your account. I have received full payment, and even more, I am amply supplied, now that I have received from Eraphroditus the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God, and my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be the glory forever and ever. Amen. 
Greet all the saints in Christ Jesus, the brothers who are with me and, sending, and send greetings. All the saints send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you in spirit. Amen. Uh, <clears throat> Paul writes that letter to the Philippians while in prison um, and talks about being content and everything. So we're going to go back to um, Philippians 4 and 4 through 8, and we're just going to focus on that uh, particular segment. And we're focusing on that uh, because we're talking about uh, Thanksgiving and kind of getting uh, prepared for Thanksgiving. And obviously, as a Christian body, we, um, we celebrate Thanksgiving a little differently because we know who to be thankful to. Uh, I think there's many out there that can celebrate Thanksgiving with turkey, but they're... Uh, they, you know, they they don't know the, uh, the 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 person to thank, so it's kind of a tough place to be. Um, again, Paul is is writing this from prison um, to uh, fellow Christians who have encouraged him. I think uh, <clears throat> as we read through Philippians and some of his other letters, he's not always happy with some of the churches and 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 their uh, and what they how they're living and what they're doing, but. Uh, Philippians is one of the, the churches he's encouraged by. And I think that um, talks to us, too, about fellow Christians and where we can be encouraged by other Christians who uh, can show us support and, and, uh, and just somewhere, you know, somewhere where you can lean on, somebody you can lean on. That's a, that's a big deal, and I think that's a lot of what he's doing there with Philippians. Um, so... The first part that we read, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice, and let your gentleness be evident to all. Um, when we talk about rejoicing, um, that's, a, that's a different term than being happy, right? Paul's not saying be happy all the time, right? Happiness is a temporary thing. It's an emotion that just happens, comes and goes, right? Just like with sadness and all the other emotions. But... Rejoicing is, uh, is a, a command that, that Paul is telling this church. That's something we can do. Whether we're happy or sad or depressed or down, we can choose to rejoice. So the command here um, in, what, in what Paul wants the Philippians to do is rejoice. Um, so this, this carries an understanding that you would do it whether you want to do it or not. Maybe you don't feel like rejoicing. Maybe the time is not, uh, you know, things don't look good. Things are going south. Our, our current situation in, in our world right now, right? But we can choose to still rejoice even though we don't want to. So when you celebrate that with the, with the right uh, mindset, with the right uh, thought pattern, you can, you can still praise the Lord through through what, he, um, through what he expects of us. And I think that's what Paul is, is trying to tell us here. Um, so we are still rejoicing through our emotions, um, uh, even, even while we're unable to control some of the thoughts, some of the feelings that we have. If we, if we um, still spend time with the Lord, we can rejoice. The question is, how do we do that? And then Paul, in the second part of that, kind of tells us <clears throat> how to do that. So the, the second part is, uh, do not be anxious about anything, uh, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present, present your request to God. Um, 
the, the first part of that, do not be anxious. That's a, that's a bold statement. That would, that's, you know, if it ended there, that'd be a tough place to be, right? That'd be like me saying, stop sneezing or um, telling, a, telling an addict, just stop doing it. You know, it's, a, it's kind of a blanket term that, well, you know, don't worry about stuff. Don't be anxious. Um, you know, good, good for us that Paul doesn't uh, end there. Obviously, there's a, uh, not a period, there's a comma. And he, and he goes on with, but with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So this is, uh, this is Paul's, um, you know, Jesus take the wheel moment, saying give it all over. And the, uh, it's, it's easy to say don't be anxious, but the how is very important. Um, so when we're, we're in a situation where we don't feel like, uh, you know, things are going well, obviously anxiety is a, is a huge um, uh, problem for, for many of us, and, and anxiety is just one of those emotions that we all struggle with. But again, <clears throat> we can overcome those feelings and still rejoice because Paul tells us we can do that and how we can do that. So, um, so when we... Uh, when we're feeling this anxiety, when we're, when we're feeling uh, the struggles of our lives, um, he can, he, uh, we can certainly not deny that there are problems going to come. And I don't think Paul was trying to tell the Philippians that, you know, we're through the woods and the, and the problems are over. Um, they're, obviously, the, uh, the problems are, are still going to be there. They're there now. They're going to continue. Uh, that's not something that's going to change. So <clears throat> he's still telling us to rejoice. Rejoice in the suffering. Rejoice in the problems. And, and, and lean on God. And that's, that other part there that he talks about, um, when, we, when we give our, our prayer and petition with thanksgiving, um, God will give us peace. Um, I think the other part that I saw in there, I thought that was kind of important, um, not just the prayer and petition, but also with thanksgiving. I thought that was a, um, not only is that good for uh, when we're talking to God, the creator, but that's, that's probably just good for when we converse in normal day lives, right? Constantly asking, constantly uh, requesting um, could probably get old, right? But come to him with thanksgiving. Um, in, and that's not in the good times only, right? Um, prayer and petition with thanksgiving comes in the bad times. We should still be thankful. We're able to talk to a create, you know, to the creator of the universe, to our creator. We're able to to uh, to just sit and talk with them. If for nothing else, be thankful for that. Um, so that's I think. Uh, one of Paul's, uh, I think there's several how-tos in the Bible of, of how to pray and, pray and how to talk to God. Um, I think that's one of Paul's how-tos uh, for prayer. Um, so, um, so then as we, as we have prayed and we, and we have we rejoiced and we prayed and we and came to God with the with the uh, thanksgiving. We kind of get to the why. Why are we doing this? Um, um, 
we speak to God and we present our requests and, and tell him in, then he will protect our hearts and our mind. Um, so, so kind of the why we get there is when we're anxious and when things are good or bad, regardless of where our lives are, we're asking God to protect our hearts and our minds. And if we can do that while we're rejoicing, um, that's, that's where a lot of our troubles lie, right? In our hearts and our minds. Um, sometimes when we're, uh, I remember um, Army, uh, the Army spent tons of money on training because they found that anxiety was becoming this huge problem and soldiers not being able to cope. So we went to training, long training, about uh, you know, mental resilience and a downward spiral where people think of the negative and, and it just gets worse and worse. And they just, the, the negative thing, you know, you're, you wake up late and now all of a sudden you're thinking about how your car doesn't run well and you're thinking about how you're gonna be late for work and your boss is gonna be mad and somebody cuts you off in traffic and next thing you know you're jumping out of the car and pulling that guy out and beating him on the highway. So they, so they did some training to say, listen, we need some mental resilience. And I sat in this training and I thought, what we need is prayer. We, you know, we're, we're sitting through this whole training and, and, and the Bible, you know, I mean, it's over and over again, you know, listen to Paul and we, we could probably could uh, save a ton of money. But um, it's obvious that Paul here is talking to believers. Um, he's, he's, this isn't just a group of people that he's, that he's uh, preaching to when he's writing this letter. He obviously knows that the, uh, the church in, in Philippians is, is, a, is a group of believers that he's talking to, and he's pleased with them. And I say that because he talks about a peace that transcends all understanding. That, that's a hard concept to get if you're not a believer, right? Um, if you don't have, you can't experience a peace that transcends understanding if you don't have the Holy Spirit in you. So the, to, to describe um, that peace that transcends <clears throat> that's kind of a big deal. It's, uh, I, you can't describe to somebody what the Grand Canyon looks like. Um, you have to experience it. And so I, I think as Paul writes to the church, he's, he's, uh, he's writing to believers and saying, listen, while we struggle, if we can, if we can um, spend time with God, rejoice in God and pray, then he, he will guard our hearts and our minds with a peace that no other, you know, that people can't understand. It, it is beyond understanding. So when you spend time with that, with, uh, with God, there is a peace that comes, and he's just trying to get those people, listen, good and bad, do this, and you will find that peace. And um, so, so now we've rejoiced, and we, we've shown others our gentleness in Christ. Our anxiety, our anxiety is under control. We prayed with a thankful heart. We've been given peace. Right and and how do we stay here? How do we how do we stay in that place that that Paul has gotten us to? And I think that comes in uh, verse eight. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about those things. Um, and that's uh, you know, it's basically Paul telling them. You know, keep your minds in the right in the right direction, um, and that that is so important for us today because we're we're inundated with 
bad information. We're constantly flooded in the media, you know, social media and the news and just negative stories constantly. Well, that, it's kind of hard to stay in a, in a mindset of rejoicing in a, in a mindset of peacefulness when, when you're constantly getting those things. And so he's, he's telling them even then, um, you know, think about good things, you know, and it's not, it's not think happy thoughts. That doesn't, you know, again, very temporary, very temporary thing. Um, but he is saying uh, focus on the good things. Focus on these pure things. All these things, <clears throat> the, the, you know, praiseworthy things, that's all in God. You know, uh, the, those things that are, that are given to us, those are, those are gifts from God, right? So, so we can, you know, if we, if we focus on fluffy kittens, that's going to be temporary. But if we focus on who created the fluffy kittens, that can, can keep our mind in a, in a better space, right? If, so if we see the glory in God, all around us, and we think about those things, and we think about the purity that God has, uh, has intended for us, and we think about the noble, um, you know, the right things in life, it will help keep our minds right as we, uh, as we spend time in prayer. So it's, it's what we allow to occupy our headspace, right? If you allow the neg- negative things to come in and spiral out of control, kind of hard to stay in a rejoicing spirit. But if we focus on the right, and we focus on the pure, um, really kind of keeps your head right. Um, um, so I, uh, as I was reading that, uh, verse 8, it was just kind of funny because I, I don't know what the cartoon movie was when I was a kid, but it, it seems like they were always talking about eliminate the negative and accentuate the positive. And, and it seems like that's what, uh, you know, Paul is, is trying to help the, the people talk about here is accentuate the positive things that God has given us, um, and and maybe turn off the news for a minute because it's hard to hard to stay focused then. Um, so if we we just have to recognize uh, God's hand in everything, and the evil that comes into our life, even that even the evil that we see, and, and there's plenty of it to go around. Um, that's you know, that's God-ordained. God has his hand on all of it. Nothing is out of his control. And so we just have to remember that as we, as we get overwhelmed sometimes, that God is, is absolutely in control. And uh, in Genesis, Joseph talked about, um, he said, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done. Um, Joseph is one of, uh, of many in the Bible, Job and you know, these guys went through horrific, terrible things, and they focused on God, and they knew it could be meant for what is right and what is good and what is pure. And uh, even through the turmoil, uh, they could rejoice. So the things that we go through in life, not to make light of any of it, because I know there's, there's big deals and there's heartache out there, but find a way to rejoice because you will find a peace that is uh, transcending. Um, Paul experienced, obviously, extreme persecution and ridicule. He was in prison, again, when he, when he was writing these things. He's in prison when he's saying, I'm content. I mean, that's, that's a pretty amazing place to be, you know. So, uh, and, and our prison system, obviously, as bad as that may be, is, was, uh, I'm sure, uh, pretty, pretty luxurious compared to what Paul was going through. And he was still content. 
He knew what it was like to be uh, hungry. He, he knew what it was like to be uh, well-fed. And he found uh, God's grace in all of it. So um, uh, I, I think if there's ever, ever a guy who we should listen to that, that talks about a, a way to find peace and a pathway to be able to rejoice, Paul's probably the dude that we should listen to. Um, we, uh, one of our memory verse for the week is, is kind of on the same thread, uh, Thessalonians 5.18. Um, and, and again, this is another uh, letter from Paul um, written to another one of his congregations. Um, and, he, and he's pleased with them too, and he le- uh, was leaning on them for, for joy. But in our, in our memory verse is 18, but you know there, there's like a total of five words in the two verses before him, and they're extremely important. Uh, 16 and 17, so be joyful always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Um, So uh, as we go into this week and we think about Thanksgiving and and our wonderful families and the the fat turkey that we're going to eat, you know, we want to make sure that our thankfulness is not earthly is not here but but our thankfulness is in every situation not just for um you know the the good times and the good things that happen to us because those will end i promise you if uh if you're going through a good time praise god for it it'll end uh same thing with the bad times praise god for it and it'll end uh so again your um your thanks is in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you. Um, and, and again, uh, I, think those, I think the two um, verses above that are, are uh, how to get there. Rejoice always, pray continually, and uh, focus on thanksgiving and, and, a, and a joyful heart. And uh, um, you will find that peace that transcends. Stay joyous and stay in prayer. Um, I'm going to close with that, and we're going to pray. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for bringing us all here today. Um, Lord, thank you for your word that we can uh, lean on. Thank you for uh, um, Paul, uh, for your messenger, Lord, that as we uh, look to his words and we, and we uh, read what he tells us, Lord, that we can just be strengthened and, um, and at peace and know that you are, uh, have have high plans for us, Lord, and that we can focus on you and just rejoice in you. Lord, as we go into this week, uh, as the world celebrates or as our country celebrates Thanksgiving, Lord, we just uh, ask you that, that we as Christians, Lord, can celebrate you and be thankful to you every day, not, not just uh, on, a, on a Thursday in November. Lord, that we focus on you as we give thanks and that we just... Um, we, uh, we love you and we thank you for bringing us here. We pray this all in your son's name. Amen.